It's episode 25 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me, as always, on the Keto for Women show. Really excited for today's topic, all about how we can either be keto or not be keto during this holiday season and how to kind of go about all that, make it work for you or get back when you want to get back. But before we do that, just a couple updates. I am back in the States, back in my living room here recording for you today. And it was a really good, easy trip back, just long. It's just a long amount of time to be in an airplane. I was lucky on both of my long flights, the like nine-hour overnight flights, that I had the entire row to myself both times, which was pretty fabulous. So I will say that made it much easier, even though it didn't really help with my sleep necessarily. It's still, it's just nice to be able to spread your things out and use both tray tables and just kind of have your own little space. So I got super lucky with that. And I got back right in time for Thanksgiving. So I was able to have Thanksgiving with my family and it was a great time. Tons of fun. It always is. We play games and drink some wine and just kind of catch up as a family. It has actually my sister's in-laws. So it's not my blood family, but it's been, gosh, 11, 12 years now that we've been celebrating all together. And my parents are not in town for Thanksgiving. They're in town for the rest of the holidays. So we all combine into one for the rest of the holidays. But it was a great Thanksgiving. And I personally got really lucky again because where I live, I think I've mentioned this before, maybe not here on Keto for Women, but where I live, there's this amazing all real food, basically paleo restaurant, and they will cater your Thanksgiving needs if you ask them to in advance. I've been doing it for three years now. This is my third Thanksgiving of asking them to prepare my food for me because for me, and this is something we'll talk about coming up, for me, it's just easier to bring my own food rather than try to navigate what my family is eating because 90% of it I can't eat. Really, the only thing that doesn't have gluten or dairy or sugar is the turkey. So everything else I would not be able to eat. So for me, it's just easier to bring my own food. And that's what I have been doing. And I do that with most of our family parties at this point. So they know that's what's coming. They expect that of me and it's not a big deal. And so that's what I did for this Thanksgiving. I got the stuffing. They have a sweet potato and sausage stuffing, which technically may not be keto for some people. It is fine for me. I am able to have sweet potato and stay in ketosis just fine for the most part. So I had that. I had gravy that they make that is gluten-free and delicious. 
And I had some green bean casserole that's also gluten-free and made from actual cream of mushroom soup that they make themselves that is also dairy-free. And that's really important for me to have too because it's one of my favorites. So I had all that. And then I had the turkey that was provided at my sister's house. And it was great. It was a great, yummy, super filling Thanksgiving. And I had a couple leftovers too for a few days after, which is also exciting. And I know I touched on it last week, just how to navigate Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. And if you are someone that chose to eat whatever you wanted on Thanksgiving, whether it would be keto or not, do not fault you. I do not think that's a bad thing necessarily. And we'll talk about how you can decide if that's something you want to do when the rest of the holiday season comes up. I know I mentioned maybe not going for the leftovers. If you are someone who had the full bread stuffing and the gravy with flour and all that stuff, and the cakes and cookie and the pies, the pies too are a big deal for all that. If you were someone that did have that and maybe not go for the leftovers, right? That might be the best idea. For me, my leftovers were pretty much what I eat on a daily basis anyway, minus the sweet potato. So I went for it and I had leftovers and it was great. Speaking of coming back from Mallorca, I do have an announcement about that. I kind of alluded to it last week. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I do recommend you go back and listen to that to just hear what I learned on the trip and if it's something that would be worth it to you to go on a conference like that. Because I can now officially announce that there will be another Low Carb Universe Conference coming up pretty soon in March, so March 8th through 11th of 2018, same place that I was just at in Mallorca in this town called Sawyer, where I stayed. You saw how fabulous it was if you followed me on social media. You saw how beautiful the place was and the how amazing the food was. They're going to be doing it there again, March 8th through 11th. And get this, it's just keto ladies. Just all of us that are listening right here, right now, we're having a whole conference tailored to us. And so I got really excited when they told me about that. And then I got even more excited when they asked if I would present. So I will be a speaker at the Low Carb Universe Keto Ladies Conference coming up in March, which I'm super excited about. The one thing which I mentioned last week, but if you didn't hear that, I'll just let you know again. The best thing about this conference was how interactive it was. So you didn't just see a speaker talk for an hour and then never see them for the rest of the time. You are having lunch with them. You're having dinner with them. You're going on walks with them. You're having a drink with them, coffee. Like You are really involved in getting to know the speakers and these people that you look up to and admire and have the information that you want to learn. You really are interacting with them the entire conference, which I thought was really great. And I'm really looking forward to doing that and getting to know you guys, those of you that can make it on that level and spending the weekend with you. And yes, I will be doing a talk. I think it will probably be around the hormonal connection that we can have with a ketogenic diet and the healing that can happen. I think. I don't know yet. I'll let you know as soon as I do know the exact thing I'll be discussing. But 
other than that, I also get to hang out with you guys for a weekend. And that's what's really exciting for me. And I hope that you can come. Check it out. Go to thelowcarbuniverse.com. So it's thelowcarbuniverse.com. We'll have it linked in the show notes for you. Head there and you can learn all about it. See, I don't think they have the full lineup of speakers up there yet, but it will be coming. But you can learn more about how much it costs and what that all includes because it really is all-inclusive, which is nice. And see if you can make that trip to Mallorca, whether you're coming from the U.S. Yeah, it's a little bit of a trip. I'm not going to lie. I just came back from it. it it's a decent amount of time to get over there, but so incredibly worth it, enough that I'm going back and doing the same exact thing three months later, right? So it definitely, that should show you how just incredible of a time it was that I'm willing to go back and do the exact same thing in three months. So I hope you all can come. Check it out. Let me know if you can, or I'll see you there. And I'll give you more updates, of course, as it becomes closer and I get more information about what I'm speaking about and what the other speakers, who they are, I'll let you know in case it's something you're on the fence about. I'll keep you posted. Don't worry. And then something that's happening a little sooner that we need to discuss and I need to remind you of is the January class of the Fat Burning Female Project. This project, this November group has just been absolutely incredible. We made it through Thanksgiving together and it was really nice to have that community of people sharing their ideas and what they're choosing to do, whether they're going to stay keto, whether they're not going to stay keto and how they're going to handle either of those situations. We had lots of women saying the day after Thanksgiving how free and how in control they felt about the decisions they were making. And they were able to enjoy this really awesome food, enjoy their friends and family and the holiday and not get totally crazy about food, not go totally off the rails or not go all nuts about how much food they're eating or vice versa. So it was a really nice thing to see that people were actually seeing this is a lifestyle. This is something that I can do forever and I can go through holidays and experience what I want to experience and not put my health in danger. And I think that's obviously why I made this project. That's why I wanted to do one over a holiday so that I could help people through that and just have the support of the entire group through that. I think that's so important. And so now we can do that again in January. So we'll get through the rest of the holiday season. And then January 8th, we are starting the next round. So if 2018 is the year that you want to get your health in check, you want to get off the diet pattern, stop worrying about food all the time, and just figure this out, then Fat Burning Female Project is going to be the place to be January 8th. I'm just saying it. It just is. I've seen it time and time again now. It's been a year that I've been doing this, and it is truly what you want to start your year, for sure. So enrollment for that class will start January 2nd. So it'll be January 2nd is the time to enroll, and then we will officially start that Monday with course materials coming out that Friday. So pretty quick turnaround time yet again, but As soon as you get through New Year's, it's time to get going, as is, you know, it's usually the case that way where people make these choices and make these resolutions to get on track around that time. And yeah, I think that's great. And we'll probably talk about resolutions coming up here in one of these episodes before the holidays. 
But I really think that it's just the right time to start focusing on you and start focusing on your health. I don't care if that's in January or in September or in November, whenever you decide that that's the time. But if you're one of those people that resolutions works for you, then this is the right one to do. And the cool thing is that you're most likely going to keep your resolution, which very rarely happens. I very rarely see that. But with the Fat Burning Female Project, it's different. It's totally different. It's something that you can sustain and maintain. So you might actually be able to keep those resolutions, which would be so cool. Okay, enough about that. Let's move on to today's topic, getting into the holidays. So I know we already passed one holiday. I gave you a little bit of a tip last week, but let's really dive in because first of all, the holidays are coming up, of course, and really this whole season is just so hard. And I completely agree with everyone who finds it difficult to get through all the parties and the cookies and, you know, things going on at work that people constantly bringing in stuff. I totally get it. I've been there. And I've, in my past life, before I adopted a more real food approach, I would be that person that would just diet, 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 and then the holidays would come and I would go completely off the rails. I would just use the entire month, month and a half to eat whatever I wanted, to binge, have all the cookies, have all the food, drink all the wine and the alcohol, and then feel really crappy come Christmas, come New Year's, but then just tell myself, well, I'm going to get back on track in January. I did that for a very long time, many years, because I was in this dieting pattern. Then I switched to real food, ketogenic, stopped dieting, and just started eating, and that all changed. So that's the first thing I'll say is, and we'll talk about that, expand on it, I guess, in a little bit, but it really does make that difference how you are approaching this in your mind, what your mindset is as you go through this time of year. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to split this up. First, we're going to talk about if you want to stay keto during the holidays, which I think is probably the majority of you. If you're someone who is already in ketosis, following a ketogenic diet, you're producing ketones, you're testing, you feel good, you know what's up. If you're already there, then you probably want to stay there, I'm assuming, through the holidays. And then it becomes the challenge of how do we navigate that? What does that look like? How do we actually do that and not get back into this pattern of falling off the rails and snowball effect that happens, and then by Christmas, we're just a mess? First of all, I think we need to remember, and this is something I spoke about last week, that the holiday season is a season, but as it relates to food, it's just one meal, maybe two, three meals if you're going to parties you know, if you're celebrating Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's, if that's the case, however many meals it is still within this month to a month and a half time frame that we have now, it is very small chunks of time within that period of time. And the rest of that period should be eating what you know you feel good eating and doing what you know you feel good doing. If that's the case, then the beauty of that is you're feeling good, you're doing what you do on a normal basis, 
And then maybe you do go to a party or Christmas comes around and you do have a meal that isn't quite as ketogenic as you normally would eat, but you're fine and you are enjoying that food. You still probably feel pretty good after that one meal and you go back into doing what you're used to doing afterwards. And that makes it so that you can not feel like you have to be 100% perfect during that meal or that party, but because you have kind of maintained what you're used to doing prior to and afterwards, it doesn't really matter. So you just really get to enjoy your time and you get to do so feeling as good as you want to feel, which is the really important piece here. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But That's the first thing. Just remember, it does have the ability, and really it should be for all of us working on our health, which hopefully would be everyone, but we're not quite there, but we'll get there as a society eventually. It should be this thing where it's like a period of time and not all of it, not just like this total season's a complete wash. It's just a meal or two or three or maybe even five. That's fine but it doesn't have to be all of it. The second thing, when you are actually going to a function, of course, and this is, I think, pretty well known, but something I don't think enough people do like they should, bring food that you want and can eat. So if you're someone that has food sensitivities and you can't do dairy or something, then bring something that's a non-dairy food that you can eat a lot of, something that you really, really like. So if it comes down to it, you can just fill your plate with what you brought. And so you'll still be eating with everybody. Hopefully people won't even notice or say anything. And you're still sharing a meal, but you're sharing the meal that you feel good eating, that you know will work for you and you won't feel like crap afterwards. So it can be really easy. You can bring a couple dishes. I mean, maybe you're only required or maybe you're not required to bring anything to these parties, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't or can't. Just bring as much as you want. Bring enough for everybody so that you're using it as a dish to pass, but it's something you know you can take a lot of and feel really good eating and feel full or satisfied by the end of your meal. Which leads me to my next point is there are so many so, so many recipes for what you want to eat that will make it friendly to what you want to do or how you want to feel afterwards. So if you want to find a keto stuffing or a keto brownies or keto cake, cookies, whatever you want, you can obviously find that. I have 10 recipes in an ebook right on my website for free that you can all get. So if you don't have that, Go to seanminer.com and right on the homepage, you can sign up to get your free keto treats ebook with 10 recipes for desserts, but that's 10 out of millions. So you really truly can find what you're craving or what you're used to eating around the holidays. You can find that to be what will make you feel the best. So definitely do a search, get some recipes. You can just Google keto XYZ or dairy-free XYZ, or grain-free, whatever you're trying to do, and make that food and make enough for everybody, but take it with you in mind, knowing that you'll at least have a dessert or you'll at least have the stuffing or whatever that you want and are used to eating, but 
not in the same capacity that maybe you're used to eating. This is another one, this next piece, I guess, something that I brought up in the Fat Burning Female Project this week when someone just had a question about falling off the rails, eating, binging, what to do, how to not do it, how to get it back. My biggest concept when I go into a situation where there's going to be food that I don't normally eat and that I don't know how it's going to make me feel, I always go through my head, will this make me healthy and will this make me happy? So healthy and happy. And if it's something, most of the time, all my my food does both. It's keeping me healthy. It's promoting my health further. I also really love the food that I eat on a normal basis, and I'm really happy with it. I think it tastes really good. I feel really good. So it does both. But there are going to be some times, like when I eat salmon or sardines or something like that, I don't like them. But I know they're really, really healthy, and I really need those nutrients. So they're not really making me all that happy, but I'm eating them anyways. And then there are also times when I have like a gluten-free cookie or a piece of cake, gluten-free of course, but something like that where I'm probably not going to feel that good afterwards because I just don't do well with that much sugar in one sitting. But at that time, I chose that because it's going to make me happy. I'm with a group of friends. We're all trying cookies or we're all having a piece of cake. It's in this period of time where that happiness means a lot to me. And I want to experience that particular moment so that happiness overrides the health, if that makes sense. So it's this teeter-totter situation. And the same thing if we go into these situations this entire month, but also the rest of our lives, which this is what I do on a regular basis when I'm somewhere where I'm not sure what I'm going to eat or what sounds good, I always approach it with this, this healthy, happy approach. And most of the time, what it is, is not worth compromising my health. Like the happiness scale isn't going to make up for the healthiness downscale, if that makes sense. So if it's something like stuffing, I'm going to feel terrible after I eat stuffing. It's fine. It's good, but it's not that good. Whereas for me, I'm a baked goods fan. I will always have a sweet tooth too, even though I am keto. I will always have this desire to eat baked good sometimes. So sometimes that gluten-free cookie is worth it. And you can also have this. So if you are going into, say, work function and your coworkers are bringing in all these treats and Christmas cookies and everything that they're making at home, really make sure, go through that process. So those cookies are probably not going to make you feel all that good health-wise. And we know that what they're doing to the blood sugar is not great to promote your health. But is it worth it? So, you know, if it's just like someone brought in donuts at work, I don't know, maybe not worth it because they're probably cold. They're not fresh. They're not going to make you feel good. They might be stale. But if someone is making donuts at home, gluten-free donuts maybe, and you literally get one right out of the oven, then maybe that would be worth it. And that would be something that would be on your plate for that day. And it would the happiness would be worth it for you. 
So you can apply this to every moment, every time that you're perplexed by what to do and how to approach a situation. Just give it that. And you're going to find this balance of where most of the things are doing both. Some of the things are more health promoting. Some of the things are more happiness promoting. And you're going to be fine. But if they don't even themselves out, then it's not worth it. So go into your holiday season with this approach and see. And I would almost guarantee you will eat less cookies. (laughs) I really think you will because it won't be this automatic thing. You'll be thinking about it before you get there. If you're just coming home and there's this tin of cookies and it's just, well, there's all these cookies. I'm just going to have a few. If you're going through that process first, you'll probably realize that that moment, it's not worth it. Like for that particular moment and it's not worth it, you'll wait until you're with your family and you're all sharing cookies together for that cookie. And then the happiness level will be there. Which brings me into my next point of of using your intuition and tapping into your intuition. And you can't really do this healthy, happy thing if you aren't tapped in to how you feel. If you don't understand how your body responds to different foods and that when you wake up in the morning after having three cookies and you don't feel good, you don't want to get out of bed, you feel kind of spacey, that's a sign that that didn't work for you, that those cookies were something that downgraded your health to the next level for that period of time. Now, it's not like forever, but it set you back health-wise perhaps. And so maybe you're out of ketosis or just whatever the ingredients were or the ingredients that were used in that cookie weren't the best for you your body's going to let you know by downgrading your energy, giving you a little bit of brain fog, just slowing everything down. And so if you are tapped in enough to feel that in your body, then it makes it so much easier to be able to do this healthy, happy thing and know, okay, so if I have these cookies tonight, tomorrow I'm not going to feel good. Tomorrow, man, I have a lot going on. I want to get a lot of shopping done. I want to put up the Christmas tree. So maybe it's not worth it for me to get to this point where I don't have energy. I'd rather stay energized and feel really good, stay in ketosis so that I can have an awesome day tomorrow. Think about that. You really have to get in touch with your body to know how you feel with different foods, but then also to help you make that decision. And that's what I think so many women have a problem doing is You're not intuitive with your bodies, so you don't know how everything is affecting you, and it makes it harder to make really good decisions. Our decision-making kind of goes out the window when we are so programmed by outside things and not looking internally as to what would be the best choice. So keep that in mind. So hopefully that gave you some ideas of what you can do to stay in ketosis and really to wrap your head around the mental aspect of this whole holiday season thing and how quickly it can become this really unhealthy space. Hopefully your mindset can be in the right spot to get you through it and where you want to be and stay where you want to be. Now, let's move on to what to do when you don't want to stay keto over the holidays. And again, like I mentioned, if that's what you want, cool. You made that choice. I'm totally fine with that because, you know, there are some people where this period of time, just there's lots going on. You have 
a party after party after party. You don't really feel like worrying about it or caring. You want to have those cookies and it's just something that's a tradition and you just want to do it and not worry about it. Okay, cool. I'm all for that if that's something that you consciously decided was worth it. And like I mentioned before, you're going to have that point where you can decide for yourself based on your intuition, based on how you know you're going to feel, if it's worth it and the happiness that this whole season brings you is worth that somewhat health downgrade you're going to have. And I'm so happy that you made that decision for yourself. Congrats. I think that's awesome. So the first thing is if you don't stay in ketosis over the holidays and you kind of have this period of time where things aren't going as smoothly, you're not eating ketogenic foods, you're eating more carbs, more sugar, blah, 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 don't beat yourself up about it. Even if you didn't make this decision for yourself and you went into it with all your might that you were going to stay keto and you were going to really make this happen this holiday season and it didn't happen, don't beat yourself up. Just please move on because those negative feelings are just as bad as the cookie you just ate, right? So let it go. What happened happened. There's nothing you can do to change it. So why bother thinking about it? Just move on. And hopefully you can move on and eat a really awesome ketogenic meal. Have some eggs and bacon and avocado after your night of too many cookies and get back to it. Who cares? What I will say though is even though you're not going to beat yourself up about it and you're going to move on, I still want you to use that intuitive sense to see how you feel when this happened. So you had five cookies last night. How do you feel this morning? Because like I mentioned before, that's going to help you start incorporating these better choices for your body. If you think about it and see how you feel afterwards. If you feel fine, then great. Note that. If you don't, then note that. And it may be a way for you to start seeing what happens the next time it comes around and you have the option to have five cookies. Maybe if you didn't feel good, that memory will come back and you'll be fine with two cookies. That's how we can start having this more positive mindset about everything and making these decisions from our best self and not letting our mind crazy ego take off with them. Also, if it happens and you have a meal that you know isn't keto, you you want it, you're going to do it anyway, great. Like I said, please enjoy that. I'm sure it will be amazing for you. But that doesn't also mean that then everything's a wash. You can go back, like I said, to eating eggs, bacon, and avocado the next morning and be just fine. So it, it is in these little spurts of meals and it doesn't have to be this snowball that we tend to do. So keep that in mind too. Also, just because it's going to be a period of time where say there's more carbohydrates floating around, which is probably the case for most of us, that doesn't mean that you need to just be all or nothing. It's not like you all of a sudden don't care about and shouldn't care about the quality of your food, eating real food, getting the nutrients. And if we're still focused on that, so if we're still focused on getting the right amount of veggies every day and getting our nice, good, high-quality fats in still, 
then just the amount of room left in your day for more crap is so minimal that hopefully it it will be less and less. So we still have the opportunity, whether you're going to be ketogenic or not, to make make the best choices for your health. So make these healthy food options and still work on your health and just not being ketosis. And who cares? That's fine. If you're just eating healthy and, and eating real food for the next month or so and not worrying about keto, cool. I love that choice. Just don't worry about it, especially if it's something that's going to add to your stress. Great. But I really think it's important to still focus on those healthy choices and still make sure you're getting in those nutrient-dense foods regardless. And last thing, if you don't stay keto throughout the holidays and whether you made the choice consciously or not, then the January Fat Burning Female class is going to be the next place for you because a lot of times with the women that maybe wanted to try to stay keto and then slowly snowballed off the wagon – quote unquote, I kind of hate that term. Like I really hate that term. But you had a snowball effect to to put you into the other direction, then you are most likely still considering ketogenic diet, a diet instead of a lifestyle. And so that's when we can really turn this around and make it a lifestyle, help you figure out how to get through these situations. And it's all stuff I've been talking about, you know, today and just using your intuition and making sure you're making the best choices for your body. But when you see this all as a lifestyle, it all becomes so much easier. And then we really don't even have to have this conversation of how will you stay in ketosis over the holidays or what to do if you don't. It will be so much easier than that because it's just life. So keep that in mind. Get into the FBFP and we can change that for you and help you start with a new mindset for 2018. Okay, so now how do you decide if you want to even try to say keto or if you don't even want to bother? So first thing, if you have health issues that you are really, really needing to work on that the ketogenic lifestyle is doing for you, then you really want to take that into consideration because if you're someone that really has, you know, prediabetes, diabetes, insulin resistance, PCOS, cardiovascular disease, any of these things that we really try to work on and use the ketogenic diet to do so, then you may not want to put your healing journey and your health at risk for this period of time. So that's something that you really need to take into account and consider to make this choice the best one for you. The next thing that you need to consider is what else you have going on. If this is a really busy time for you, maybe you also have this big project at work or your kid's schedule is really busy and you just need to be on it, then again, it may not be the right choice for you to compromise how you're feeling and the energy that you have by switching to a non-ketogenic diet right now. It's probably not going to be worth it to you to make that choice. Here's a big one. Either way, this goes in either case, will you regret that choice? So if you decide to not stay ketogenic and just eat whatever you want throughout this season, will you regret that January 2nd? 
And then the same thing goes. If you decide you're really going to do this, you're not going to eat the foods you love, you're going to stay keto throughout the holidays and just go with it. Again, are you going to regret that January 2nd? Are you going to be sad that you didn't have those cookies that are your grandma's special recipe and your favorite things ever and you forced yourself to say no? Either way, you need to think about that. And that's really where there is this happy medium that when we make this a lifestyle, we can do. And that starts with this happy, healthy mindset. And it starts with using your intuition to figure out what the best choice is for you. And maybe having one of your grandma's secret recipe cookies is worth it. But maybe not all of them. Maybe not making an entire batch and eating the whole thing yourself. That's where we can really use that intuition for ourselves. And then the last thing, do you have a history of snowballing? If you are trying to decide whether you should stay keto or not, if you're someone that when you don't stay keto, things get really bad, things really get craziness, and you really do eat whole batches of cookies and start going through the drive through McDonald's and stuff like that again, then maybe it is best, again, making this a conscious choice to think about that and to know that that's something that you still have to work on and you're not quite ready to just take the two steps away from keto and still eat this real food but maybe higher carb diet, maybe with a few cookies sprinkled in. If you know that that can't happen and it would be kind of all or nothing, maybe it's not worth it to you, but that's something that you have to decide for yourself. Okay, so now that we've gone through the different sides, whether we want to be keto, not keto, somewhere in between, some days yes, some days no, which I really think is probably the best case for most of us, but again, you have the tools now to decide that for yourself. Now we need to figure out what to do say we are keto and our family starts questioning us. First of all, how do you refuse your family and your friends' food? So we'll all be going to parties probably. There's going to be stuff that we don't eat and we don't want to eat. But then how do you have this empty plate? Well, like I mentioned, first of all, bring food. Make sure you're always bringing something that you can fill your plate with. So if there's literally nothing else at the party that you can have, you can know you can have what you brought. Eat before you go. That's always a good one too because I find if you go hungry, then suddenly those foods that normally wouldn't even look good start looking a little good because you're hungry. So make sure you eat a really good ketogenic meal before you go and eat what you brought. And then also if you get questioned, so this is a big one. If someone questions you about why you're not eating the food that's there or what's wrong, just let them know that you're currently working on some health stuff and those foods don't make you feel super good while you're working on this stuff. I mean, it can be as vague or as specific as you want depending on your relationship with the person, what you feel like they'll understand versus not understand. I've used everything in the book now. I've been basically not eating other people's food for over five years now, and I've come up with all of it. Luckily now, nobody asks me because they've all seen it, but I just say, you know, because of my health stuff I have going on, I can't really eat gluten or dairy at all. So I just have to stay away from those things. So I just brought this stuff too, so I can make sure I have this. 
And then it kind of depends on if they ask, well, what's your health stuff? Then you can decide to go into it or not. So that's the first thing. You just have to be really honest. But when it's coming from this place of I'm working on my health, most people won't pry any further. And it's something that you need to do. You're working on you and that's what's most important. And most people will respect that. Now, if they don't and they continue to pry and they continue to peer pressure, then what you first have to understand is that if you don't take them up on their offer, if they're like, no, just eat this, you just have to try this, or you just have to have this drink, or I can't believe you're not drinking. If you say no continuously, it's not like they're going to not be your friend or family member. It's going to be fine. They're going to move on to the next person in like the next 30 seconds. So just stick to your guns, stay with what you know you want to do, and just keep saying no. You don't even have to give them an explanation. Just say, no, thank you. I'm good. Thanks so much for the offer. I'm great right now. I have this soda water. It's really awesome. Or I have this really great plate of food. I'm super excited to eat. Thanks so much. You don't have to be mean. Hopefully, you don't have to get any meaner or any more forceful. That should do it. And they'll move on. Also, remember that most of the time when someone is forcing this upon you or kind of making fun of you for your choices and what you're not able to eat and kind of putting it in your face, they're doing that because it's stuff they know they should be doing. So if that person is trying to force a cookie on you, it's because they know they also need to work on their health to that degree and they know they also should probably not be eating that cookie but they want you to go down to their level as well. Whereas if we are now, because we're all keto ladies here, this Keto for Women crew, I know this about you guys, we all care about our health, but we also care about others' health. And so we can also be that person that leads by example. So instead of going down to that person's level down there where they're, they know, man, I have all these health issues, I'm not supposed to be eating sugar, but I have been eating cookies for the past 12 days every single day. I feel like crap. I'm going to bring this person down with me. Instead of that being the case, you can be that person that lifts that up. You can lead by example and you can continue to say no. You can continue to stick to what you want to do and what you know makes you feel good. And eventually, it's probably not going to happen that day, but eventually those people are going to look up to you and ask you probably, what are you doing? How is this working for your health? Should I be doing this? Can you help me? And that's when we all can be in this position of being these helpers, helping people get healthy. And that's what I think we all want to do. Besides just help ourselves, we want to help others. So just keep that in mind. I think that becomes a really empowering time when you are being peer pressured or someone's questioning what you're doing. We can just lead by example and just stick with what we know works for us. And I think that's a really great opportunity. Okay, last thing here is what if the topic of ketogenic diet comes up at this party or at the table or around your family? What do you do? Because I know this is something that happens a lot, and especially if someone doesn't even know what ketogenic is, which I think is becoming less and less slowly, but maybe, you know, more so in the older crowd, maybe our grandma doesn't know that fat isn't bad, and she still thinks that we have to be on a fat-free, low-fat diet. 
and you start covering everything on your plate with butter, you're going to get this question. I know this happens to a lot of us because we still have these people in our families or our friends that think the opposite of what we're doing. So what do you do? And this is, again, where you really can be as specific or as vague as you want. It depends on the crowd, really, and you. If you don't feel like getting into an argument and you know you have arguers at your table, just offer to maybe send them some articles about ketogenic diets. And if you do, I highly recommend for everyone, especially for people that have no idea what you're doing, to send them to dietdoctor.com. That is such a good place for people to get started. There's a lot of articles from doctors. There's a lot of information about cholesterol not being what we think it is, about heart disease not being caused by what we think it is, about metabolic disease not being treated the way it should be. There's a lot of that stuff for free on Diet Doctor. So that's a great place to go. I'll link to that in the show notes. But that's kind of what I like to do instead of going through it myself just send people to where they can read it on their own time. And that usually gets them to leave you alone. If you do feel like getting into it, tell them, tell them what's up. Have kind of a little bit of a spiel that you know you can give confidently. And I think the biggest problem is we know why we're doing what we're doing, but sometimes it's hard to put into words, especially when we're put on the spot and everyone's looking at you and no one else is putting butter on everything. And it's kind of hard to do that. So see if you can have a little bit of a spiel ready to go. So specifically, if someone's talking about how fat's bad for you and you're going to have high cholesterol and you're going to clog your arteries, then you can say something as simple as like, it's actually been shown in studies and there's more coming out every day that show that dietary fat isn't the culprit of heart disease or weight gain or all the stuff that we thought. It's actually sugar. And so sugar is really what I'm trying to stay away from right now. I'm trying to stabilize my blood sugar and my insulin levels because that's really what's seen to be causing so many of the diseases and health issues we have today. It's as simple as that. So you're saying why you're eating fat and that it's not bad like we thought. And you're also saying what is actually bad, which is sugar and most people will be like, oh, shoot, I just had like all this sugar. <laughs> but regardless, you're saying why you are staying away from that stuff. So it kind of works. So see if you can have something like very simple, like just a couple sentences prepared, which I know sounds crazy, but it really will make you more confident if that question comes up, if you know that's going to be happening where you will be. So that's if you want to get into it. If you don't want to get into it, just again, go with that health thing of, yeah, I'm just working on my health and this is what I am eating right now to work on some of these issues I'm having. The end. So a couple things you can do there, but I do like giving people the website so they can do their own research. And then a week later, you hear back from them and they're like, oh my gosh, tell me more about this ketogenic diet you're doing. Again, We are helping people. We are using what we're doing, leading by example, and getting the word out that way. So super cool. And then if people make comments about what you're eating, if still after all this, they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're eating so much butter. Just ignore it. Who cares? You know what you're doing is what you want to be doing and what feels really good for you. You know all of the health changes you've already made. If someone's not ready to hear it, they're not ready to hear it. 
And you have to respect that. You can't try to change someone that's not ready. So I've learned that through many years of trying to change people that aren't ready. So just let it go. Do what you're doing and enjoy it. Okay, so I think that wraps up this topic of keto for the holidays. I'm very excited that we had this chat. This is all just stuff that I kind of just came up with when thinking about where I have been in the past and where I am now with the holidays and what basically has changed for me. And so much of it is just listening to your body and just wanting to feel as good as you possibly can as many hours of the day as you can with sometimes there being that time where that cookie or stuffing or whatever it may be is worth it, is totally worth it. So you have the 100% capability of finding that out for yourself. I really, really do think that's in all of us. We just have to work on tapping into it. So I hope this helps you at least acknowledge that. Again, regardless of whether you decide to stay keto, decide to not stay keto, or try and it doesn't work, or try and it does work, whatever the case may be, just enjoy yourselves, stay as stress-free as possible, love every single moment spent with your family, spent with your friends. It is really such a joyous season, so please enjoy it. Don't beat yourself up. Just do what you can do. Do what feels best. Really Keep your eye on the prize and you'll make the right choice. I promise. Okay, so next week we will be back with a great interview. I'm very excited to share with you all. And as always, if you have any questions for me you'd like me to answer in an upcoming episode, please email me at info at ketoforwomenshow.com. If you want to join the Fat Burning Female Project in January, I highly recommend you go to my website, seanminer.com, under the Fat Burning Female Project and sign up. Put your name on that list. That's the best way to get notified of when enrollment starts so you can make sure to get a spot before it sells out. And they do sell out every time. So we want to make sure you're in for that January class. Put your email on that list and you will get a notification that day of when you can start enrolling. Head over to seanminer.com to do so. Okay, guys, see you next week. Have a great one. Hey, lady, do you want to make sure that you are doing the ketogenic diet the right way for you? Do you want to make sure you're getting all of those amazing benefits that come with producing ketones and not putting any extra stress on your body? Then head to my website and check out the Fat Burning Female Project. We have a new class starting soon, and I'd love to have you be a part of it. Head to bit.ly slash fatburningfemale, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash fatburningfemale, and make sure to sign up to get a notification of when the next class will be. Can't wait to see you there.